In the 1940s, under the cover of night, one family made a secret journey to seek refuge on Wamba Wamba country. To survive, they needed to rely on each other, their rich culture, and their knowledge of the bush. It's a story about choices, survival, and ultimately, of love. And it's the inspiration for Wamba Wamba playwright Brody Murray's new work. I spoke to him ahead of the play's Melbourne Fringe Festival debut to find out more. My name's Brody Murray. I'm a Wamba Wamba playwright and performer from Castlemaine in regional Victoria, and I'm now living part-time on Wurundjeri country in Carlton. Now, Brody, just a few months ago, you were one of two winners of the Australia Council for the Arts First Nations Emerging Career Development Award. So I wanted to kind of start just by saying congratulations. Thanks so much. What did that award mean to you? Yeah, it was a very special occasion for me. It was definitely a little bit of a shock, I guess, but also it was very special for me to share that with friends and family. I flew up to Sydney and, um, yeah, it's definitely one that was very special. Now, your new play, The Whisper, it's set to premiere at Melbourne Fringe Festival. What's it about? So this play is based on elements of my nan, my nan's story, Lorraine. She lives in regional New South Wales in a place called Barabanald and this is based on her childhood and the journey which she made with her grandparents on horse and, on horse and cart from border town in South Australia under the cover of night all the way to Swan Hill across country to evade the welfare in the 1940s. Why did you want to tell her story? I think that Nan's um, had a very special life and she's, I think, 88 now and I, I wanted to write this story to honour her and to honour her and, you know, the legacy of people like her who lived in really tough times and, you know, especially how hard it was for blackfellas, you know, back then to survive and part of this story is that she did survive and they they got through it. You know, this is your third play, your first one being Soul of Possum and that was also a historical set story based yep. on your family history as well. What yeah. draws you back to the past? Because it's two very distinctly different eras. Yeah, yeah. I guess for me um, it's been important to tell stories of ancestors and to make sure that they're not forgotten. And, um, yeah, for me personally that's the, you know, the Wamba Wamba people. And, yeah, Soul of Possum was set in the... 1850s. Um, so yeah, a different era again from when the whispers set. But yeah, I guess for me to be able to honour ancestors and to honour their legacy and what they went through, through Soul of Possum and the whisper, that's something that I've tried to do. Even though the stories are from different, different time periods, I've tried to, I've tried to, to look at, um, you know, how these people survived and, um, yeah, the, the legacy that they left and how they paved the way for the next generation. Well, when, you're, when you are doing that and you're working in these spaces of the past, how do you go about researching? Yeah, research is a 
really important thing to do first before drafting a play. And in my development of The Whisper this year, the first thing that I did before I started work on the first draft was I visited my nan in about January this year and I interviewed her over a cuppa. Dad was in the room and mum was in the room and, um, yeah, we did this sort of informal sort of interview with Nan where she spoke about this trip which they made in the 1940s and her recollection of her experiences, even though she was only 10 making the journey with her grandparents, what she felt and and what it was like to go on that journey and, and leaving home. And um, I made sure to do that in that research first and to see Nan's story first and what Nan was saying about these experiences before I put pen to paper and started work. Well, because it's an it's an interesting thing to interview family because because it's a purpose driven conversation rather than just a yarn. Like it changes the dynamic of how that story is being told. Was there anything that came up while you were talking with your nan that you were surprised by or that was kind of unexpected? Well, through this process um, and interviewing Nan, I've gotten to know her better too. Um, Nan's always been a bit of a, a quieter person. My grandfather, Bez, who was, yeah, so her partner, he always had a big personality. So Nan's always been more reserved and quiet. And I've, I've gotten to know Nan better through this, interviewing her about this play. But I guess something that I was super surprised about when I interviewed her is even though this trip was taken such a long time ago in the 1940s when she was only 10, she had such a clear memory and recollection of details of this trip, the properties which they visited on the way. The grandfather was out on a shearing run and they met up with him in a place called Dimbula and she just had such a clear memory of things back home like a a mulberry tree and, and like this orchard and um, I was so surprised and um, by that that she still had such a clear memory of um, something that happened, you know, quite a long time ago. I, I often think about when we're telling stories that are drawing on the past, it is as much about then as it is now. What do you think contemporary audiences are going to get, like from seeing The Whisper and hearing about something that happened in 1940s? I think, yeah, in terms of bringing that to an audience today to shed a light on the conditions back then and how tough it was for First Nations people to survive, you know, back in those times and how people like my nan and others of her generation really had to, they they were so tough, they are so tough, and um, to shed a light on what they had to do to survive and... and, um, I guess their resilience, uh, people like my nan, um, the resilience which they showed in those times and how, you know, people like nan, and nan's now 88 and she's she's lived such a full life, but the grit which she's showed um, to, to make that journey and to leave home and country, how tough that would have been, just thinking about that. But I guess bringing that to a mainstream audience and saying, this is what happened and, you know, we've survived, you know, ancestors have survived, you know, we've survived. What is it about theatre that draws you as a medium for storytelling? I think the with theatre, the relationship between the performance style, the fluidity with the earth um, and the sense of grounding that theatre can have with the space um, 
I do a little bit of acting and performing too and um, my experience is that, that it's very powerful to when you're performing a story that, 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 that you have the relationship with the spoken word and the text but also the dance performance style too where you're moving around the theatre and you're engaging with the space but also the earth. So I feel like theatre is a really powerful combination of text but also, but also um, movement too. So Marianne Sam, um, who's Auntie Marianne Sam, who's directing, I've been working with her the past couple of months and she's great. But what we're, I think, going to try and do in terms of the performance delivery of this piece is to try and capture the intimacy of the story, the energy of around the campfire and capturing that sense of being under the cover of night and dusk. So we're trying to, yeah, going to try and capture the intimacy of the piece and try and bring that to life in front of a live audience. Is there, are you able to give me a little bit of a a sense of how? Yeah, yeah. So with the characters in this play, the names of the characters are, yeah, they're based on real people, but so I based it in this reimagining of this play. There's two brothers, um, Jack and Riley, um, and the grandmother, um, Nana Rose, and we don't see the pop. He comes in. The pop comes in later in the story, when they're um, on the journey. But um, I've tried to, in terms of the two brothers, capture this sense of cheekiness between them. Um, at the beginning of the play, we see the brother Jack um, comes back home to to Border Town. He's been away for quite a while due to unknown reasons, which we find out later. But but um, his younger brother Riley is kicking the footy and he's a little bit annoyed and a bit frustrated that Jack's been away and um, he's a bit he's a bit let down by it that Jack wasn't at his footy match and um, we try and capture that sense of cheekiness between the brothers and but that bond too the strong bond which they they have as brothers and um, yeah the relationship that they have and the trust which they have um, between each other these two brothers. So I have this memory that when you wrote Soul of Possum, that was a three-year process. This is your third play and you mentioned earlier that you started the research in January of this year. Like, how do you think you've grown as a playwright since that first play now that you're on your third? I've definitely learnt more the past couple of years or so about the stories which I'm telling and why I want to tell them. And I guess that I've got more experience now through the projects which I've done. My mentor, um, cultural mentor, who's been um, who's who I've collaborated with the past couple of years, playwright Declan Ferbergillick, who's um, he's someone who's really who's really guided me the past couple of years, and I'm grateful to him. He was the dramaturg for Soul of Possum. Also, um, only Rachel Mazza, and on this project in particular, Uncle Glenn Shea and Narangeri and Wotherong, elder and playwright, someone who I'm, yeah, who, who's guided me a lot the past couple of months, being the dramaturg of this piece. I'm grateful to them and what, you know, what they've done to guide me. Playwright Brody Murray discussing his latest show, The Whisper. Based on his grandmother's story, the play is on as part of Melbourne Fringe Festival from the 15th to the 23rd of October at The Studio. For tickets and the full festival program, head to melbournefringe.com.au. 